Hi there, and welcome to Through My Lens of Life. Today's podcast will be split into two segments. Part one is going deeper into anger. Part two is rediscovering your sense of self. So yesterday I spoke a bit about waking up to anger. But today I'd like to speak about what to do when you actually become angry. How to calm down from that anger. And it really is a very difficult thing to tackle. Because when anger hits us, we're essentially in a state that we've lost control. And it can so easily become far worse than that, where it goes straight into rage, and then we were completely out of control. Now, anger is an emotion that is actually felt in the body. And the next time you become angry over something, I want you to take notice And I know this is quite difficult, but try and take notice where in the body that you feel anger. Most people will think that they're angry inside their heads, but it's actually a sensation within the body. It's within the belly, it's within the midsection, it's in the chest. It tends to strangle you. But few of us realize that we're actually experiencing this at the time when we are angry. Now, the body releases chemicals, or should I rather say the heart releases chemicals, that swim around when we have emotions, especially when we're angry. All sorts of chemicals like adrenaline, etc. are released, and they cause sensations within us. And we don't know how to cope with those sensations so we just want to avoid feeling them or we run with them straight into rage but these sensations that we have are the indication that we are in a state of anger that it is active within us and we are going through that difficult experience of possibly becoming out of control from whatever has happened and we are responding to it. Now mostly anger occurs to everybody unconsciously. We're not even conscious that we become angry, especially when we tend to lash out at the other person, straight from that emotional response of anger. And we don't know at the time that we're going through it. I mean, if you can think about, you know, driving in your car and somebody cuts you off, you're instantly in that mode of anger and your response flares up beyond your control and your reaction is almost instantaneous to fight back in some way, whether it be 
cursing the other driver, blowing on your hooter, shouting out your window. But it's an instantaneous, out-of-control response. Because we are unconscious that we are going through it. Now, one of the best ways to calm anger down is to zone in on the body and realize that that sensation is a marker, an indicator that you are in an active state of anger. When you realize that you're in this active state, you can begin to analyze anger. And when we analyze anger, we change it. We change it and we, it seems to alter slightly within us. And when we go looking beneath anger, like I spoke about in my podcast yesterday, we can then find out what other emotions triggered us into that state. So that we can begin to deal with those emotions. And this is a difficult process because most people will say, oh, but I don't have time to go through all this stuff emotionally. And yes, so we react in a certain way, say for instance in traffic. But the problem is most of us stay in that angry state when we recycle the event in our head. And so we trigger ourselves back into that angry cycle again and again and again. Every time we relive that memory that occurred without having to deal with what was beneath it after the event occurred, we trigger anger all over again because the emotions that lie beneath it were never dealt with. We never thought, okay, so what made me angry with that other driver? What was I really feeling? We just go to someone else and say, you won't believe what happened to me. And so you, be, you replay the whole memory over again. And when you do, you, your whole body is reactivated with a masked emotion of anger. And when you go home later on in the day and you see another family member you haven't seen, you haven't dealt with the emotions beneath that anger in that situation and you retell the story again and what ends up happening is you cycle back into that mode of blaring anger all over again. Because none of those emotions were ever dealt with shortly after the event occurred. And what we're doing by this is we're causing all those chemicals to be re-released over and over and over again with disastrous consequences to our physical health. Because cortisol is released, adrenaline is released, um, and various other chemicals that actually damage our internal organs. Now one bout of anger is not necessarily going to do that to you, but the long-term damage occurs with the replay of that angry response that was never dealt with. The more times we recall that angry event without ever finding out what was the cause of it, we put our body back in that stressful state. And Anyone who knows anything about stress knows that stress can kill. 
Stress can narrow the pathways of the heart. It can damage the muscle itself. It can harm other organs. It can long-term can spur on things such as autoimmune diseases. It activates in our DNA disease. And if we never deal with our emotions, this is what it leads to. It leads to illnesses. And sometimes chronic illnesses that never go away. So the first step to really dealing with anger is to become conscious of the fact that we're angry. And in that you start already having the knowledge that your body is going into a physical state that it can harm itself. And calming down from that anger is something that you should strive to do. Whether you have to separate yourself from the situation to go and calm your nervous system. Walking away is not a weakness. You are protecting your health when you do that. Calling a timeout and saying, listen, you know, I just need a timeout in this. I can't continue. I'm getting really out of control in my angry state. I need to have 10 minutes just by myself. You are saving your own body when you do that. Because then those chemicals can start to subside enough for you to find out what are you feeling, really and truly. And when you find out what are you feeling, what are those emotions, and you can give them names, you start reversing the process that's happening internally. You start dealing with it. And the chemicals then start subsiding that are in you, and you're protecting your internal organs. The awareness that we tend to recycle our anger without dealing with the emotions and what chaos it can do internally is something else we, we need to become conscious of. There are, there are so many illnesses that are caused by stress and how we unconsciously put ourselves back into that stressful state repeatedly that the best thing you can do for your physical health is realize that when you get angry staying angry and becoming repeatedly angry over the same event is part of the problem. That is one of the major, major problems in terms of physical health. So the next time anger pops up in your life, and it will, it's, it's inevitable, it's going to happen to you. It can happen to you with the smallest thing. Let this be a call to action for you to realize that anger is telling you that your body has become stressed.
And the sooner you find out what you are feeling, the quicker you release that anger. So that when you retell the story, you don't push yourself back into that stressful state to relive it as if it just happened. Thank you for listening to part one. Hi there, and welcome to part two of my podcast, entitled Rediscovering Your Sense of Self. You know, quite often we find it difficult to differentiate ourselves from other people. And the reason is because part of our sense of self has become made up of so many other people's opinions and criticisms and hurtful outbursts which then has become our own internal dialogue that we tend to repeat to ourselves and over time we start believing that internal dialogue recalled with memories so we lose more and more of who we really are our authenticity as people is diminished because we don't know who we were separate of what they said or what we experienced or how we came to terms with what occurred in our minds And we tell ourselves that we are things that we are not. We make ourselves out to be a certain way in our heads. For instance, we tell ourselves that we are not good at things. That there are certain things that are impossible for us to attempt that life is just too hard and it's beyond our reach. Or that we will never have certain things in our life because of the way we are as people. But that's all the internal process of our internal thinking. And our emotions whirl up and swim around inside us because we have those thoughts, we have those beliefs. And most of them we have set in stone within us. Unconsciously, this has occurred. So we lose our sense of self with all those experiences. And we end up in the middle of our nerves, not even knowing who we are anymore. Are we those things? Are we this way? Everyone says we are. And only when we start looking at that, becoming conscious of what we do inside our heads, can we start discovering if there's any truth to those thoughts, beliefs, feelings, emotions that are there. Is it reality? 
or is it what we make it out to be? Is it what we believe it to be, though it may not be true? Do we see ourselves through other people's eyes reflected in an inaccurate way? And yes, people are mirrors in a way to call us to see things about ourselves that we are unconscious of. But in other ways, they project onto us from their own places of pain things that start to become our beliefs about ourselves. Now in becoming conscious that this happens, you can begin to then examine yourself internally to find out, is that how you are? Do you believe those things? Do you have to believe what they have said? Or is your opinion different? Do you have to do as they want you to do because they told you to do that that way? Do you have to take what they say as truth? Or do you get to decide who you are? And the truth is you do. You really do. Because when you start to see that the things that they said to you were coming from them, from their own personal opinion, with perhaps no truth to it, but merely from a place of, place of pain or damage within their own senses of self, done to them by whoever in their lives, out of defense of something that happened to them, do you start to realize that you are not that? You are not what you turned it into inside your mind. But you are separate of those things. They are not fact and reality. You get to decide who you are. So this is the beginning process into rediscovering your own sense of self. Separate of the view of the world, society, friends, enemies, family, past relationships, where people all acted out of a place of pain towards you. And you accumulated those events and experiences within yourself and made them part of who you see yourself to be. So I will make other podcasts going much deeper into this over time. But this is the beginning concept of understanding that how we see ourselves separate of the mess of our experiences is the core of who we are. Who we were before everyone else's programming, if I want to say better for a better word, affected us. 
and our own internal programming that we have told ourselves with those events. Rediscovering who you are sets you free of all that pain. And it all begins with understanding, accepting and feeling your emotions. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me for my next episode. This is Rosalie and you've been listening to Through My Lens of Life.